0: It's Dr. Seuss Podcast, another Dr. Seuss Podcast with me, Dr. Stuart Fishbein, and my guest, not my guest. <laughs> <laughs> today
1: I'm a guest.
0: Yes, today you're a guest. <laughs> we well, are always a guest. You know, My co-host and good friend yes. and colleague and guru, the <laughs> mysterious one, Bliss Young is here.
1: Hello, hello. <laughs> Do you want me to keep well, going? I, thought, I was wondering
0: <laughs> if you're asking people to respond back to you, but that, just so you know, that people on the other end of the, the podcast can't respond.
1: No, I'm just So you're saying hello to me. But yeah, I'm just saying hello. But
0: you're sitting right here.
1: I say goodbye at the end. Yes, so you do. I'm saying hello in the beginning. Uh,
0: so anyway, that's the end of the music. So I better get <laughs> I better get cracking here. Um, you can find us on iTunes. You can find us on your uh, Facebook. I mean, your your well on Facebook, you can like us there. Uh, share us. Uh, you can find us on your podcast app on your smartphone. Uh, you can find me at info at dr or ask Dr. Stu uh, at gmail.com. Uh, you can find me at Instagram at, at birthinginstincts. <laughs> and let's see what else. Bliss, you got some stuff there too, don't you?
1: Birthingbliss at hot, hotmail.com is my email. I haven't gotten over hotmail yet. Um, and uh, Birthing Bliss Midwifery on social media.
0: Well, whatever happened if they made us, like, you know how you have to change passwords every so often?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What if they made you change your emails? Every so often. Could you imagine how much chaos that would bring?
1: <laughs> People do change their emails all the time, yeah. I've just stuck with mine for a really long time. Well, you know,
0: my regular email is a, is a sort of a hard thing to spell. You know my regular email, which I don't use on the web on the mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. But who knew when you first picked an email name, which was supposed to be clever, mm-hmm. that this was going to follow you the rest of your life?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It would be really nice to have something like, you know, John Smith at gmail.com or something, which everybody knows how to spell. Yeah. Because every time I spell this out, I have to use the uh, the phonetic alphabet. You know, Alpha Bravo Charlie Echo mm-hmm. Delta Echo mm-hmm. Foxtrot. I know, I know them all because you know I used to fly. Mm-hmm. So you have to know these sorts of things.
1: Yeah. Do you know? Do you know what my email was before I became Birthing Bliss?
0: Did it have the word Heather in it? No. No.
1: They are. Listeners may not know that story. Um, no, B piece. Everything I did was signed B piece.
0: B piece. Mm-hmm. B e. And then peace. Mm-hmm. At.
1: Oh, it was B piece twenty. I don't
0: know where that came well, from. Because somebody had B piece one through nineteen. <laughs> um, Seriously, at that, Hotmail. That's what happens. My very first one was Hotmail. The reason you probably picked twenty is because somebody had one through nineteen. <laughs> yeah, I
1: wasn't. I wasn't that unique.
0: Well, you know that's why I have Angelfish S is my well. I just gave it away, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Angelfish S as opposed to Angelfish spelled fish spelled funny because Uh of my name. Yeah, and somebody else already had that one. Yeah, so I had to stick an S on the end of it. So
1: interesting that that would be true. So speaking of passwords, uh, my son kind of like hacked into my computer because oh he, you,
0: yeah this is a funny story did i tell you this yeah you told me it's yesterday but just yeah. tell me the story
1: that he really wanted to uh watch youtube when i wasn't home and so he spent 40 minutes figuring out how to like get through my password that i had put on there so he couldn't use my computer and did something where he erased every single one of my passwords so all like Every time I go onto a website, I can't get access. You to have to things.
0: you have to hit the forgot password thing and have them send you a new password. Yeah,
1: and some of them have been really complicated. And one of them, like the um, the sanctuary one on Dropbox, I had access to all of our old files and stuff. You know that email is no longer exists, so I can't even retrieve that one. I don't think so. There's there's just been a real hassle. I wanted to ring his. Did did he neck. did he
0: did you take him out to the woodshed?
1: No, will you please do that for me?
0: Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> What's it worth to you?
1: <laughs> a password. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no. No, really? Really? Yeah. I mean, um, do they at least like feel bad about it?
1: I don't think so. I don't think he understands the pain of that. I don't remember my passwords and how I've set it up so that each one of them is our automatic. It's Does up. he
0: collect stuff? Does he have any sort of uh, things in his room that he collects and keeps in a certain order?
1: No, no, I mean, he has bobbleheads, but no. Well, you
0: should go into his room one night when he's not there and then shuffle his bobbleheads into all different positions. Yeah. So he comes in and he's all screwed up and just, who messed with my bobbleheads?
1: No, he doesn't have anything like that.
0: See, that's too bad. I mean, if he was OCD, you could really mess with him. I
1: was going to say, coming from an OCD person. Oh, you could really mess with an OCD. You
0: know, you move the, you move the car keys from this part of the counter to that part of the counter, and it's, it oh, my God. It does bug me.
1: It does bug oh me. So maybe God. I'm a little OCD. Oh, we, are, we yeah. all are. Well, the thing for me. Makes us good at what we do, though. Yeah. You
0: can't you can't be really good at what you do if you don't have a bit of OCD. It just needs to be under control.
1: Well, I think for me too, especially now that I am a midwife, like putting my keys and my purse and everything in in a place that is easy and I don't have to rush around because what if we wake up in the middle of the night we're tired and we're rushing to a birth and we can't find our keys? That's like bad, right? Yeah, it's like it's like yeah.
0: it's like what if what if uh, you know, what if every time there was an emergency with a bat light went on in, in Gotham City, and you know how they get into the uh, bat cave as they play the piano, the certain keys on the piano, what if that they were changing them all the time? Yeah. And Batman couldn't get into his bat suit, yeah. and he couldn't get there to save Gotham City. It'd be terrible. It would be terrible.
1: We need suits. Can you imagine? Yeah, we need to roll up with suits. I, was, I do have a
0: sticker on the back of my car, though, which I've never had to use yet, but it says I. I can speed, or I can, I can, um, uh, I can speed. Actually, if I'm going someplace, if I get pulled over, uh, I'm I'm supposed to be able. They're supposed to let me go if I. I know. Improve. I think that's
1: really unfair that you get it and midwives don't. We should get those because it's we're doing DOs, more It's for DOs and MDs. But we're doing mo- did more. Did you check? Did you
0: check with the DMV to see if there's such a thing for midwives? Mm,
1: I'm going to ask. All right,
0: any listener out there who wants extra points,
1: I have to go to the DMV. This time, so so I'll ask the ask. question. Yeah, I will.
0: You have to ask. Why do you have to go? You have to get your uh you know real that. your real ID. now. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They make you go, and you can't. I, I couldn't make an appointment either.
1: Oh, and what else? Do you notice something today?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. What do I have on?
0: You have a, fla- <laughs> a flower dress. This. I suspect you have underwear on. I don't really know for sure. Us no, you have glasses. <laughs> you have glasses um, on.
1: Yeah. Remember we talked, you you were going to take a picture of my bifocals. So these are progressives. These are my new progressive glasses. Oh, nice. Well, they are very nice actually. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that they were going to be so expensive. I think they must try and sell you the most expensive glasses. So what
0: were they like, 400 bucks?
1: When it was all said and done, it was $500. Um, But when I went to pick them up, they put them in the case and guess they're like Tiffany glasses. So of course I picked
0: them. Well, you picked out the frames.
1: I know, but I kept asking people, do these look good or these look good? And they're like, everybody kept telling me these ones. So. I
0: like the, I like the, uh, the sort of the olive. Is it blue or green? It's blue. Yeah. It's the
1: Tiffany blue.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: Do you see a heart too over there? Yeah. Anyways, I have my glasses. Yeah, my gla- they're very
0: similar to my glasses, which have the sort of the copper color thing. Here, I'll pull them out and show it to you. <laughs>
1: this may be very boring for you I th- guys. <laughs> I think what we'll
0: do is we'll take pictures of our glasses and it'll be, the, it'll be the, for the podcast. You see these guys?
1: Oh yeah, on the inside. Uh-huh. It's true. On the inside, Isn't that cool? he's got he's got a color. All right, so we'll economy. leave our
0: glasses oh, out. We're gonna put we'll set, put pictures up on the website. So
1: okay. do you know what um, 2020 is the year of?
0: The year of better vision. Nope. The year of the Kings winning their third Stanley <laughs> Cup in less than a decade.
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. either. I don't either. <laughs> Who? The executive board of who designates 2020 as the year of the nurse and midwife?
0: Who did who did, who?
1: who? World Health Organization. Oh, well, I thought you said the
0: who. <laughs> who?
1: <laughs> um, so that's Ever pretty- Ever
0: since I was a young boy, I played the silver ball. Is that who? From Soho down to Brighton, I must have played them all. <laughs> Ain't seen nothing like him, any amusement hall. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Sure plays a mean pinball. Right. Yes, it is who. Yeah, it's the who.
1: Um, so, isn't that exciting? I think I think our time is coming. Midwives. Yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting.
0: Uh, you know, I I hope that it makes a difference. I, I sort of think that uh, it won't because <laughs> I think that the, you know, what happens is organized medicine in this country follows the World Health Organization when it, when it, they do something that supports their positioning, but they, they ignore them when they don't. Mm-hmm. So, well, this this is but it's, you look at it, it's a huge step, and I think that that's fantastic. I'm very excited. so the nurse and the midwife.
1: Yeah, it says the campaign um, and the two technical reports are particularly important, given that nurses and midwives constitute more than fifty percent of the health workforce in many countries, and also more than fifty percent of the shortfall in the global health workforce to 2030.
0: That is so true. Mm-hmm. Okay. It is it's been but you know those of us with vision have known this for a really long time. Mm-hmm. that midwives are the way to go. I mean nurses of nurses are great but but midwives and nurses sh- I mean something lumping them into the same thing is not is not right because you are different completely different professions. Yes. But um I have said I've said this for for years and years and years that the British system which is fo- heavy on midwives and lo- lesser on OBGYNs, um, is a much better system because eighty. We, we always talk, I always say, I come up with this number, it's a random number, but I say about 85% of births are are uncomplicated. And who better to take care of an uncomplicated birth than an expert in uncomplicated birth, which yep. is what midwives are. Yeah. And the other 15% should be in the care of OBs who are experts in complicated birth and don't know a whole lot about uncomplicated birth, so they shouldn't be messing around with uncomplicated birth. Yet, you know, economically, you can't see the the organized OB organizations giving up 85 percent of the women in this country.
1: Well, maybe they won't have to give it up. Maybe it's just going to get taken. What do you think about that? Um, so I think
0: there'll be a big pushback, but uh, but I but I hope that that's true. So the, I, I think that I think the women of the country would do much better if we changed to that format
1: yeah well women are, are rising up the future is female stew
0: that's fine with me i'm, I'm i'll be long gone
1: <laughs> um so the, that'd be the, good for my daughter but yes right so the 2020 is based on um florence nightingale's birth 200 years ago that's where the 2020 comes she from. was
0: born in 19 1820
1: uh, mm-hmm. oh nice yeah so i thought that was kind of interesting. nice mm-hmm.
0: we should do, we should do a little backstory on florence nightingale Okay. Because I don't, I, I don't, I, I mean, I know about her, but I really don't know much about her. Do you?
1: No, she's a nurse.
0: Yeah, she was a nurse who mm-hmm. changed something. But
1: mm-hmm. well, she okay. started nursing. I'm, I'm
0: writing that down. Florence <laughs> Nightingale, and we're going to have an update on future podcasts on Florence Nightingale.
1: So um, right, done. I wanted to give this to you. Um, I was supposed to mail these out. I went to a. Um, to a dinner at Hayes's house, who mm-hmm. is my assistant and my friend. Um, and this is from Cam. Um, they are doing a special...
0: She's handed me, by the way, a, a, like a, a postcard. postcard with mm-hmm. uh, some information on the back. Mm-hmm. Shows a beautiful baby being born by a midwife of color to a woman of color. Right.
1: Correct? Yep. And... Right. and, and um, Black families thriving, hold on, these reading glasses are funny. Not um, just
0: surviving pregnancy and childbirth. So mm-hmm. thriving, not surviving. Right, not so just surviving.
1: this is about the prep jumpstart um, for NARM for women of color, for midwives of color, student midwives of color. Um, because they have a more challenging time in their learning environment for many reasons. Yep. And um, so they're creating a very specific way um, retreat for them to come and be in um, have teachers around them that you know look like them and can support them and understand the complexities of what they are dealing with Um, and so it was it was really wonderful to go and talk about this and so I wanted to give that to you because they are looking for donations and they're looking for support to help make this happen
0: Um, and the NARM is the National Association of Registered Midwives is that what it stands for or am I missing something
1: yeah, that's that's the test that we take. That's national. Ah,
0: uh uh-huh. so is it is that the, the, was that the right National Association of Registered Midwives, or is it? Yes, the, that's what it means. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. So, um, what kind of what kind of authority do they have to do something like this? I mean, does it carry any weight with state legislatures and things like that? Like, who's going to? Who's going to do this sort of thing? I mean, does it do they require government involvement or is no? It... No,
1: no. They're just creating um, this retreat for for student midwives of color to come and prepare for the NARM. So there's something already that exists, um, but it's Christian based and it's very white. Um, I can't remember right now, but a lot of a lot of people. So you're saying this, this is
0: like a, a preparatory thing mm-hmm. for to take the NARM, mm-hmm. kind of like uh, people who want to take the MCAT can take it from like, take a course from Stanley Kaplan or something like that. I don't know if you know what that is but no yeah it's like a prep company that does prepares you to take certain tests Mm -hmm. oh Mm -hmm. nice
1: yeah so it says practical practical support for exam success um the study project will include in-person instruction facilitated by experienced midwives of color diverse instructional methodologies and culturally relevant materials and case studies in person and virtual peer networks and other community building strategies, affordability scholarships and sliding scale fees, taking test tips and strategies to reduce test anxiety, and support to navigate examinations and licensing systems. So it's support developed by women of color for women of color because of the disparities. I mean, you know, the disparities we've talked about a lot in terms of the healthcare, but there's also in terms of getting more midwives of color licensed. They're having a harder time Finding preceptors and also passing the exam. Yeah,
0: yeah, I can, I can totally get that. I totally, Mm -hmm. it's totally unfair, and I totally get that. Yeah, my my only concern about this would be that when when a midwife of color finishes, um, will will her mission be to be only to take care of other women of color?
1: No, Uh, no. And should
0: women of color who are pregnant only go to midwives of color?
1: No, but there needs to be a better representation because right now it's it's. No, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I just but want no. to make sure
0: that in the process they do this, that they're we're not. I, I hate to use the word like segregation or something, but I mm-hmm. I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see oh, only Asian women go to Asian midwives and only white women go to white midwives. Yeah, I mean that's that's polarizing for our country. That's not uh, inclusive. That's no, that's, but uh, but
1: we all should should feel like we can be surrounded by people who understand what our challenges are. Um, And, you know, sometimes if I want to talk about issues having to do with women, I'm going to go to women and not to men, you know, and, and I'm sure the same goes for you. No,
0: I talk to women. <laughs> <laughs> but there might be
1: things. I mean, you know, when you were talking in the I talk la-
0: sports with my buddies. Yeah, but, yeah, when you were
1: talking in the last podcast about some of the things that, you know, you and David Klein yeah. could, could understand in each other and had friendship- around um you know are the things i don't really understand yep yeah the shark references i i i'm here
0: with you but i don't
1: really get it like david did
0: yeah well i'm a bit of a neanderthal and thinking that men and women are not the same all right but i i I know i know you know that but you know that's not that's not pc right now well whatever
1: um we can have our opinions um
0: whatever is one of my favorite words you know i told you what the two biggest two most important words sometimes in the english language are sometimes so what
1: those are the two. So yeah, what? So what?
0: <laughs> All right. You know, if somebody says something, okay, so what? What difference does it make? Mm-hmm, right. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so um, think of that.
0: Anytime somebody's saying something to you that you're not feeling good about or whatever else, they, they want to make a point, you go, okay, so what? Right. It works.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll pull it on you sometime during the podcast <laughs> of course so. you're going to yeah, Of course, I
1: am. um so if anybody wants to make a contribution or learn more about this um www backslash jumpstart um and you can pass this around and donate and support more midwives being licensed more yeah, midwives so, of color being renee licensed.
0: if you're listening um which I know you are because you better listen. Uh, please put up that link uh, on the Doctor Stu's podcast Yay. website so that people, when they click on the on that website, which is just one of many places you can find our podcast, at least that link will be up there. Thank you. Okay. Awesome. What else you got?
1: That was it. I told you. Oh, well, that's the best ones. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, let's see. Speaking of. Um, that's not just a California thing, though. That's a national initiative, right?
1: Right now, it's California-based. Okay. And then, yes, it could possibly be taken nationally. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I was having a day where I was... Uh, people have asked me some stuff recently, and it starts to me get me thinking. And in other podcasts, I think I've touched on some of these things intermittently about some of the stupidity, I think, that goes on in California or the inconsistency or the illogic. I know that everyone agrees with some of the things I I'm, I'm about to say, but I'm going to go through them all and get your opinion on some of these things and just see what you think about them because they tend to come up a lot.
1: Well, this is your podcast.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. So this is the this is a new segment of the Doctor Stu's podcast I'm going to call California Silliness. Okay. Okay. So, um in California, they are planning to legalize marijuana. Or did they already do it? Mm-hmm. It's already legal, right? <laughs> okay. So they legalized marijuana, which is reasonable. All right. I mean, I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of people intoxicating their brain. But mm-hmm. okay. So it's legal. Um, but they are banning vaping. Okay. Really? so Yeah. Hmm. So in in public parks and stuff like that, nicotine in water, okay, is banned, but... Legal marijuana is something that's legal.
1: Nicotine in water.
0: That's what vaping is. Oh,
1: oh, oh! I see. Uh huh.
0: There's no tobacco. There's no tar. There's no mm-hmm. smoke. There's no cancer. It's essentially like caffeine. hmm It's like caffeine in coffee is like nicotine in vaping. But it's, I don't. It's think, a stimulant.
1: But I don't think you're supposed to um, smoke marijuana out in public either. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. Mm-hmm. But
0: they're but they're saying that you, you know, it it's it's essentially it's nicotine and water vapor. How is it any different than <laughs> somebody who's got alcohol in their breath? You know, it's like, so anyway, I'm just saying that in one sense, because this is just bear with me because I'm, I've got a bigger point that's coming. Okay. Okay. So again, they're um, (laughs) legalizing marijuana. So what? Okay. So when you, yeah, there you go. (laughs) So you're legalizing marijuana and everywhere you drive in Southern California, and I don't know about the rest of the country, but we have the, we spent millions, if not billions of dollars to put these signs up on the California freeways. And then, and then there's an Amber Alert or something like that. They pop up, but usually they say something really stupid like click it or take it or something.
1: Yeah, they're electronic.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and the, the latest one is now buzz driving is drunk driving. So yes. you, you've seen it everywhere, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if they know that they legalize marijuana and that people are going to be driving buzzed, right? Mm-hmm. That means that like alcohol, there are going to be buzzed-related accidents, correct? Yes. There are going to be people that are injured or killed on the highways because people are stoned. Okay, correct? yeah,
1: you usually to, people just drive too slow. you and have to assume
0: you have to assume that, but you just have to assume that, okay mm-hmm. uh, yeah, sometimes they drive too slow, yeah, but that's not you know that's not the problem, unless mm-hmm. they're in the left lane of the freeway, in which case you <laughs> want to kill them <laughs> then they, yeah, then they deserve to be dead but um, so anyway, so they so they they know that that's going to happen. There's a given that by legalizing this product, some people are going to die, mm-hmm. right? They know that. But the reason they do it anyway is because there's a lot of public pressure. But the main reason is, is they have a 38% tax on oh,
1: yeah. marijuana, so
0: they're good. it's tons of revenue for yeah. the state coffers. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the same time, they're doing that, they're they're under the guise of safety and community safety and not wanting anyone to die, they're mandating vaccines. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we have no measles deaths in California in the last decade, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And yet we're going to mandate a law, pass a law that says everyone has to have it for the safety of everybody's common good. Mm -hmm. Right. Same people that are mandating vaccines for the common good are are legalizing marijuana, which we know are going to kill people. Right. Do you understand where where I'm going with that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not done yet. (laughs) Okay. So we know that, we know that, um, uh they want to mandate vaccines and legalize uh, they want to mandate vaccines because they want to protect the public health would you say that that's a fair statement yes okay even though they we know that some vaccines cause damage and everybody knows that but yet they don't admit that the laws in california the what they're trying to pass now is a very strict law that says only the cdc contraindications will be a reason not to be vaccinated no adverse events no adverse reactions no contra uh, no uh, uh, I can't remember the other term that they use for um, side effects or whatever are, are reasons to not be vaccinated in the state of California anymore. Yeah. All right. So they don't want anyone to be walking around with a communicable disease. All right. Mm-hmm. But we live in a sanctuary state where we want to support illegal immigration and we don't want anybody to be turned over. And recently, I read an article that they had to remove the carpets in City Hall in Los Angeles because of typhus. And we know that people coming over the border are not screened medically and some have tuberculosis. Most of them aren't vaccinated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they're going to come and they're going to enter the schools and they're going to enter the communities. And that's okay.
1: Well, they'll have to be vaccinated to go to the schools.
0: Eventually. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying that they're entering the community. And and what about the adults? They don't have to be vaccinated yet. Right. That's coming. That's another, that's a, another yeah. step in my yeah. California silliness. Yeah. All right. So again, there's I I just wonder sometimes at the thought process of the people up there. Are they just completely motivated by money?
1: I was going to say, follow the money.
0: Yeah. Are they just completely motivated by money because because they look so silly? Yeah. We're gonna. We don't want one kid to get measles in school, which won't kill anybody, but if he gets typhus or tuberculosis, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then. Where I used to live, where, you know, I haven't seen so much of it yet in, in the valley where I am right now. I'm sure there's plenty of homeless people, but there's a lot of homeless people in downtown Los Angeles where I lived. Yeah. And there's trash everywhere. Mm-hmm. Trash everywhere. Uh, in the streets, uh, along, the, along the boulevards, there's trash everywhere. That, they don't do anything about, but thank God that they banned those plastic straws on the west side of Los <laughs> Angeles, okay? Mm-hmm. So the last couple of times I've had paper straws, I've gotten halfway through my soda and had to take the top off and throw the straw away because yeah, like it gets soggy it, it gets soggy and breaks in half. But we're saving turtles. Okay? Well, so that's I a good like thing. Turtles. Yeah, it's a good thing. Do you understand where I'm going with this? I do. Okay. But so, all
1: I can think about now is that I should buy you one of those reusable straws. Would you use it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, do have resu- I do have reusable straws. The question is, do I always have it with me?
1: Yeah, they have the ones that fold up.
0: Oh, they fold up. Yeah, because I have the ones that are straight. I actually, have them in my briefcase here. Oh, look I at can that! Sh- I can show them to look you. Look at that. Let's see if I can um, find yeah, it.
1: they have ones that fold up, and it even comes in a little case with a little thing that cleans it. I think it, I think I f- figured out They're your self-cleaning? Christmas gift. They're self cleaning. Well, they don't clean themselves, but
0: I can't find it here. I'm looking. I'm looking for my 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 metal. Straw. Oh, here they are.
1: Look at. Stu's got one that's bent and one that's not. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, because the paper straws. No, the paper straws suck. suck.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what else do I have in here? Um, <laughs> Cal- oh,
1: California silliness.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, and and one last thing along the same thing again. Um, California is a state which believes in the right to choice abortion. Correct.
1: Uh. Well, sure. Right. They We haven't passed any laws. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: And 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 that's fine. That's what the people of California want. That's what the people of California should have, Mm -hmm. all right? Because there's this old adage, which is a little bit silly, but still is the old adage. It's my body, my choice. We've all heard that, correct? Why is that silly? Well, because of what I'm going to say next.
1: Oh, okay. Wait for (laughs) it. Wait for it. Wait
0: for it. Um, When it comes to vaccines. Oh, mm mm-hmm. Is it your body and your choice? Mm. No, it is not. Mm-hmm. And my point being is that after this law, SB 7, uh, 276, gets passed, which we're doing everything we can, and I'm going to read you a letter from the Physicians for Informed Consent in a minute.
1: That's the um, conference that you went to. Yeah, but one that's one the second, organization
0: right? that I belong to, mm-hmm. that a lot of people belong to now, and everybody should look into supporting. Um, but the, the, um, the idea that uh, My Body, My Choice... So once this passes and it's mandatory for schools, the people in Sacramento, Senator Pan and his uh, ilk mm-hmm. are not going to stop there mm-hmm. all right because they've got we've got 40 million people in the state of California, and probably 30 million of them are, are adults. So the next brainchild of the pharmaceutical companies will be how can we get those adults?
1: Oh yeah, it's coming.
0: And so the next thing will be if you want to renew your driver's license or if you want to register to vote or whatever you will have to carry your vaccine card. It's almost like getting a little bit spooky and totalitarian and uh, fascist when it comes to that sort of thing. Oh, you want to come into Staples Center for a hockey game? Can we see your vaccine card? Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to go to Disneyland? Oh, you're a tourist from China? I'm sorry. There's a vaccine station over there. Go get your vaccines, and then you can come into Disneyland. Mm Of course, they won't do it to tourists because they don't want to yeah injure the tourist trade but they'll yeah. do it to citizens of California who are captive yep and i just read recently that there's a uh congressman uh, not a con- uh, assemblyman i think in california who wants to propose a death tax beyond what the federal death tax rate is right now and you may disagree or just uh, agree with this whole thing but you pay taxes all your life and if you have an estate that's worth more than $11.4 million, uh, less than $11.4 million. When you die, there's a, small, uh, there's a small amount of tax, and then the rest of it is not taxed, and you can pass it on to your family, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, above that, there, I don't know what goes on above that, but most of us are not going to ever amass a fortune of $11.4 million. But let's just mm-hmm. assume that you do. And now you're old, and you want to retire, or you want to live in a nursing home, Okay. If you stay in California and you die, 3 point six million of that 11 point4 million will then be taken from you by the state government, not the federal government, the state government, according to this new bill that's being proposed. When
1: you, when you retire when you die Oh when you die mm-hmm.
0: So why would anybody die, why would anybody retire mm. in California?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah
0: Why not retire in Nevada? Why not retire in Arizona? Why not retire in Florida, Texas? montana some state that has no state income tax that'd
1: be really smart
0: right Mm -hmm. especially if you have children Mm -hmm. and the children will say dad okay if you retire in nevada we'll come visit you every weekend every other weekend or every some whatever Mm -hmm. right i mean because you know and not because it's the money but because there's an incentive to 3.6 million dollars a lot of money to just blow off to the state of california yeah. and they talk about how this is going to generate this many billion dollars in revenue and stuff like that never considering the fact that, that that's not how people think and work okay people when the taxes get too high people leave mm-hmm. they, 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 they move they change they, they, they change what they do there's an you know there are when, there's people a certain,
1: who have money can't or even
0: if people don't you know say the tax rate if you make $100,000 the tax rate is X if you make $101,000 you're now in a new tax bracket Mm -hmm. And say you made $100,000 by, say, November 15th, okay, Mm -hmm. is there any incentive to work the next six weeks? (laughs) And the answer is zero. Mm -hmm. Because if you work, if you make another dollar, then you're actually going to take home less money, even though you work six more weeks than if you stopped working at that point. Mm -hmm. Not everybody thinks like that, but a lot of people do, and especially people who have money. Have money, they mm-hmm. think like that. And mm-hmm. that's, and the people with the money in the state are the people that are already paying the taxes. Right. Right. Yep. So, I just want to bring that out because this all brings comes back to what they do to us as uh healthcare practitioners and midwives and and, and the and the and the silliness that comes out of Sacramento. And the idea is that it's time at some point to to elect different people in my state. And if your state's just as crazy as my state, I know Oregon's got its issues. Uh, my friend, uh, uh, um, who writes, um, well, trying a blank, um, Margalis, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Margolis, Yeah. My mm-hmm. friend, I'm sorry, Jennifer, I forgot. Um, who, who, you know, she's writing constantly up there. She's written books about, uh, vaccines and about the business of baby and all that stuff. you remember that book? Mm-hmm. Um, no, she's Oregon, which is supposed to be again. People think is a liberal state. These liberal states are not liberal. Yeah, they're very totalitarian in nature. And so, you know, part of my long term plan, not because I have anywhere close to even a million dollars or whatever, but is to you know, if you're if if the minimum state tax income tax here is ten percent and the highest is thirteen point three percent, when I'm older, I mean, I can I can make ten percent more money by living in a different state. Plus gas is a buck and a half less a gallon and the cost of living is less and real estate's less and rent's less. And so,
1: well, you can do the podcast from anywhere.
0: I can deliver babies anywhere too.
1: Yeah. So I know. Yeah.
0: So I just want people to understand that how, how silly things are getting here and you know, we've got to stop electing the same people, whether it's federal or whether it's local or whether it's state. Um, You've got to you've got to get active. You 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 cannot sit on your laurels anymore and pretend nothing is happening. Agreed. I know that you said earlier, I think it was I think it was this podcast that, that or maybe it was just us talking mm-hmm. that. Uh, maybe it wasn't you. <laughs> I was, was trying to follow. I was you. talking to someone else this morning, and it wasn't you. <laughs> anyway, they said that it's just too overwhelming for them.
1: All all the things that so are they happening. So they
0: bear, so they just pay no attention to it at all. Oh yeah, it wasn't me. Yeah.
1: It sounds like something I would say.
0: Now. No, yeah, no. It wasn't you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't you. Well, my brain's foggy at the, this podcast than it was last podcast.
1: guess <laughs> we I need I'm lunch. Getting,
0: I'm, yep, it's exactly right, <laughs> because I'm hungry. We need lunch. All right, so anyway, I wanted to read uh, this this uh, email from um, somebody at the PIC. Let me see if I can recognize this as my face. There I am. Okay, great.
1: Oh, hey, Stu, I have an idea. Yeah. So, um, on the radio station, no, I'm not running for, for, office. no, the radio station that right. I listen to, yeah. they love food. And so they have people donate like lunches and stuff to them all the time. And then they shout out. So, you know, you're asking for, for people to sponsor us. So people could just send us lunch and, and then we could do a shout out.
0: That's possible. <laughs> Except that we never know exactly when we're going to do a podcast. I know. So how do they it's, send us lunch? It's
1: a silly idea, but it would be kind of fun. We would yeah. Get lunch. By the way, we
0: are still looking for a sponsor. <laughs> All right. It's not very expensive. You can write me on uh, through our email at. Um, Info. No, that's the other one. Mm. This one is Stew at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. I think I got two. I got two <laughs> Gmails and one Yahoo account. We
1: really need lunch. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> um, so anyway, you, if you want to sponsor us, it's I'll, I'll give you the details. Not very much. You know, and and we promise John won't raise his price for at least another. Two weeks. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then we could give, we could give you information and, you, and, your, and your name or your brand could be blanded all over the world. Yeah. right. Shout it out. I have at least a listener in at least three different countries. <laughs> so One at listener. least three people will be getting your information.
1: I don't think you're selling it very well. No, I'm not a good salesman. <laughs> Never was. Okay,
0: so this is a letter uh, written to the members of the Physicians for Informed Consent. I don't know if I have a permission to read it, but I'm going to read it anyway. Okay. Okay?
1: Just like you.
0: So this is about um, vaccines and stuff like that, what's going on up in uh, Sacramento. And uh, the title of it is Forget Mandated, how is it, how, it is e- how is it... Well, start over. Forget Mandated, How Is It Even Legal? Mm. How did that get stuck in my mouth like that? <laughs> All right. So she writes, I do not understand... Not is in big letters. I do not understand how a physician can recommend and profit from an unnecessary medical intervention. Bunch of question marks. If a four-year-old presents with strongly positive titers to MMR, how can I possibly recommend and profit from a booster shot when the goal of immunization has been already met? By the CDC's own definition, positive titers denote immunity. Performing an unnecessary procedure is fraud. Doesn't that make sense? Yes, totally. Okay. So why don't before we give a kid a vaccine at age four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, draw a titer to see if they're already immune? Why do we just automatically give it to them anyway? This yeah. is what she's saying. Yeah, I never thought of this. Yeah, that's smart. why I thought this was brilliant and mm-hmm. worth reading. Mm-hmm. Under SB two seven six, which is the new, which is the current one where there's no exemptions, a child with hepatitis B or antibodies after recovering from hepatitis B or acquired varicella. You know, you got or you got chickenpox when mm-hmm. he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay, must still receive multiple interventions to quote prevent unquote an infection she already has had or immunity she already has, because titers do not qualify for a medical exemption under two seventy six.
1: That's crazy. That's crazy. So if we already have gotten natural immunity, which is actually much better for you that that's not an exemption that's that's really
0: it's not in the apparently again I'm trusting that what she's saying about the law is actually true Mm -hmm. because I don't think that I I trust the people in PIC they're not propagandists they're not they're they're not they're not getting paid they don't have an an agenda Mm -hmm. other than truth Mm-hmm. and good medical care. And most of the people in PIC are pediatricians, and I'm pretty certain that this person that's writing this is obviously a pediatrician, because she's talking about, how can I give a vaccine, blah, blah, blah. Right. All right. Um, if, 90 per, if 90 plus percent convert after one dose, and that's from the CDC's own numbers, then 90% of subsequent doses are potential commissions of medical fraud, if the titers are known, not to mention insurance fraud and mail fraud and Medicaid fraud, dependent on how you bill, because mm-hmm. you're giving someone a procedure or, or uh, uh, you're giving someone a procedure they don't need. That's fraud. Yeah, that's like saying you need a DNC for some mid-cycle bleeding when you really don't, and, do, and doing surgery on you for no particular reason, just because. I get paid more for that.
1: Well, that happens a lot, though, right? Not the DNC necessarily, but like extra ultrasounds and tests and oh, all for, that. Yeah, for
0: absolutely certain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it, it happens every day in our profession. I mm-hmm. mean, just the woman who wrote earlier that says that her doctor, because she's got high, chronic hypertension, wants weekly NSTs and weekly ultrasounds. Mm-hmm. Now, even if that doctor isn't the one doing them and getting paid for them, it's still unnecessary. It's still a waste of resources. And the, the person who's doing them, the MFM or the radiology department is doing them, should probably ethically should say something to the doctor saying, you know what, you're, you're sending this woman here every day. There's no real indication for you sending this woman here every day. But why would they ever do that? Why would they ever bite off their nose to spite their face? Yeah. Because ethics and honesty and morals are, are not high on the list. I would lose my license and possibly worse if I performed and received compensation for a tonsillectomy on a child who already had her tonsils removed. Am I missing something here? How is this even legal, let alone mandated?
1: Yeah. Who, who wrote that?
0: Do you want the... I'm. I'm yeah, I, it's a member of Physician oh. for Informed Consent. Okay. I'm not going to give the name because I don't know that I have permission to... Yeah, okay. To, do, uh, I to that. publish it because it's a private group. Yeah. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a rule breaker <laughs> to some degree um, when it makes more sense to break the rules than mm-hmm. not... Right.
1: Yeah, it's a good point.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it, it it's, a, it's it's crazy. Yeah. To think about um, that, if you're already immune, like if you get an MMR vaccine and then and you know, you're getting your second dose and you now you're immune, why do you need a third dose?
1: Yeah, it's that is really nuts because it's actually better for you to get to get natural immunity.
0: So yeah, or even if you get vaccine immunity, you already have it. So. How is, you know, how is giving a booster shot? I mean, I'd like someone to explain that, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, I'm not going to expect Senator Pan or anybody else to explain that to me, but I'd like somebody with some biological background, you know, if you have an idea of why you need to keep getting booster shots at these ages, when you already show that you have antibody titers, does that make any sense?
1: Yeah, to me it does. Okay, good. They can't answer you. Only I can
0: they can't right
1: <laughs> just like they couldn't say hi to me earlier all
0: right and i have one other thing that's a, a nice thing that came from um
1: yeah do do a nice thing
0: from carissa well it starts out with not a nice thing oh, okay. um carissa is uh where's Carissa? i think she's up in northern california i think and um let's see she's up no she's in ohio hi carissa in ohio She wrote me a story about, um, she underwent an unnecessary C-section for Frank Breach last July because the doctor who could do Breach vaginal delivery was not available. I later learned that there were two other physicians who could have done so and that I was likely a candidate for vaginal delivery. I wanted to let you know of women like myself who are advocating for more birth options when diagnosed with a Breach baby. I have completed... A small literature review of breach delivery and written my hospital a complaint. I have decided not to pursue compensation in order to retain my ability to speak freely about my experience. That's really smart, by the way, because if you sue somebody, um, then there's then you really you're not allowed to talk about it like openly and honestly because your lawyer will tell you not to do that. But
1: did you just say her name?
0: Yeah, but she's not suing. Oh okay. Okay. No, she says. She says um, I've not. I've decided not to pursue compensation. Why is my phone still on? Oh, okay. Um. So anyway, she says. Uh, she wanted me to share this story with everybody, and this was last July. And then just recently, I got a letter from her, saying that she and like my, my great colleague up in um, Northern California, Annette Feinberg. You know Annette. I don't. Okay, Ned is a breech practitioner. She mm-hmm. works out of Sutter Davis, I think, up in uh, Santa Rosa area of California. Mm-hmm. Beautiful area, of California. And they recently uh, published a paper uh, that the two of them published in a uh, commentary and in Wiley Publications, which is a you know internet publication. Wiley does a lot of stuff, and it's called "Up Against the Wall: A Patient and Obstetrician's Perspective." on the mode of breach delivery. And what I'll do, Renee, if you can, is make sure you ask me. I'll give you the link to this and you guys can link on it. And what it does is she tells her story and then Annette talks about the truth about breached birth and about options. Mm-hmm. And it's nice because it got published. And anytime there's something good that's published about breach birth, I want to bring it to your attention. Yeah. So that those of you out there with who are, you know, in the third trimester finding out your baby's breach can bring these things forward to your practitioner or know that you do have options and don't end up like Carissa, who was just sort of coerced into having a C-section because they didn't really tell her that there were people available because they didn't want to.
1: Yeah. As you were telling that, I realized that out of my last four deliveries, three were VBACs and two of those, their in- initial um, C-section it was for breach. Right. I remember. Yeah. It happens a lot.
0: Yeah. It does, and I, I know I see I, I hear about this quite a bit because I'm that lightning rod for those sorts of things.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. and if, if I if I get a chance to meet them during their pregnancy, I usually can get them to get better options than that. But a lot of Yeah, and, it,
0: and if you look at them. the statistics around the world at primate breaches, which is really a, div- a different animal than multip breaches, but if you look at a primate breach, the success rate is anywhere from like 56 to 76%. Of delivering vaginally, and if you're sectioning all those people, then you're subjecting 56 to 76 percent of women to unnecessary morbidity and mortality in that pregnancy, and then sub- subjecting her and her baby in any future pregnancy to increased morbidity and mortality. Yep. Not to be using using frightening words like my a lot of my colleagues do, like bringing out the uh, the uh, dead baby, dead baby, or the uh, having a stroke or the abruption scares that people will bring out or that, that you're too old or your baby's too big or your fluid's too low or you're, you know, it really is the Goldilocks story. Nothing is ever just right in the, in the medical world. Yeah. But here on Dr. Sue's podcast, sometimes <laughs> things are just right. Yeah. Yeah. So are you getting hungry? I am getting hungry. you have time for lunch today?
1: Um, no, I'm going to meet a new client.
0: I have two service people coming to my house today.
1: Are you going to, are you going to have someone bring you lunch?
0: Uh, I I have leftovers. Hmm. Yeah, so I have an uncrater coming. Did you know that when I moved, they were they had to, I had some marble things and they had to crate them, and then the movers brought me moved me in, and then the movers would not uncrate me. You have to have the uncraters uncrate you. <laughs> 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 so they did, forgot to tell me that. So now I have to reschedule the uncraters, and then I'm having um, another service person come to try to hook me up to stuff. So this is Unfugrated. the end, This is probably the end of the moving saga. I know we talked about that a lot on my last podcast. Our last podcast. That's yeah, a big
1: deal in your life. So that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I can't yeah. wait till um, about a month from now when I start only writing when I'm done with all the moving p- expenses and stuff, and I can just write this small rent check compared to my yeah previous huge rent check. It's gonna be a big, a big right.
1: change. Do you have a pool at the new place? No. No, oh, it's just like a little. Oh, tiny, it's just a little tiny thing, like mine. Mine's a little tiny yeah little it's tiny. very
0: much like yours it's like okay. yours because it's it's in a place where each each unit has its own address mm-hmm. so there's no apartment a or apartment B or whatever else it's each unit has
1: is it a triplex or a... no
0: I think there's a... six or eight units mm-hmm. in it octoplex an octoplex <laughs> isn't that where you have a isn't that where you have f- a fighting yeah a, oh that's an octagon <laughs> no octagon
1: hey by the way I had a, um, an, a friend a uh, actual uh, sanctuary previous client was helping out a woman who is a, you know, like a, a refugee here. Um, and from, I can't remember which country right now, but she speaks Spanish and, um, she delivered her baby yesterday at a hospital in the Valley. And, um, she had told her that I saw her for one prenatal. They couldn't really like figure out how to see me for all of it. But, um, they told her that midwifery care was not real care. Um, and they also said something about At the hospital. They said that mm-hmm.
0: do we want to know, do we want to mention the name of the hospital?
1: I don't know. Do we? Yeah. Los Robles.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Um, and thousand Oaks, California, by the way. Yeah.
1: And they also said that, um, if a baby is having needing help breathing that, um, 1% of those babies won't make it in the hospital but 99% of the babies at home won't make it. Oh. She actually said that. Yeah. And um and then my friend was like, can you So was this a,
0: was this a female gynecologist that said this? No,
1: it was a nurse. Oh, who, a nurse said this. Who wouldn't the the mom speaks Spanish only and her friend who took her in um only speaks English and was asking questions like I said, "Well, what station is the baby?" And so she asked and she said, I can't tell you that. I can only tell the client. But the client, they don't speak the same language. So she couldn't even ask questions for herself. Um, yeah, Do they go to, yeah.
0: do they go to, um, do sometimes nurses and doctors go to school and take in a class in obtuseness? <laughs> like how, how to I be haven't... difficult? How to, how to, you know, because remember I talked about the, the one transport that I had where the doctor i'm standing in the room next Mm -hmm. to the client the doctor won't make eye contact with me and is asking the patient's questions that i could answer easily for her while she's contracting but she will not allow me to speak or allow me to answer any questions
1: yeah i think even though
0: i'm 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 not only am i her colleague i'm far superior to her mm -hmm. in credentials age and experience yeah and yet because i'm this lowly person who does out of hospital birthing i'm not to be respected in any fashion whatsoever i
1: think it was good for you to have that experience (laughs) well just not you know because midwives deal with that all the time i just think it helps you understand um that that discrimination a little bit better because you you had personal experience with it
0: yeah even as a doctor and i I think about i i think now how how well behaved i remain
1: (laughs) yeah and i'm
0: wondering what was going i must have been tired
1: well, also, you don't want to make waves for the the birthing woman, you know. No, well, no, I, 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 she,
0: but she didn't seem to care. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, she she left the room and spent ten minutes calling the chairman of the department to complain about having to take care of this woman who's transferred from home with this f- bad fetal heart rate tracing, as opposed to dealing with the fetal heart rate tracing. Yeah. And dealing with the woman. Yeah. Yeah. She Who needed she, medical she, care. She yeah she she killed she wasted a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And then she felt that she was the wronged party. <laughs> wow. There's something wrong with these people. <laughs> that's all I'll say about that. Enough about that. All right, so I think it's time to get you some food, even though you're not going to have lunch with me.
1: I'm sorry. That's next okay. time we'll have to plan it.
0: No, next time someone's going to ship us lunch.
1: Yeah, and then we'll chew online.
0: By the way, at the at the Bliss Mall, are, is there going to be a place that, you are you going like, to cook food for people too?
1: Yeah. You're
0: going to have like a Bliss.
1: I'm actually thinking about doing a singles dinner. This is a real thing.
0: Oh, great. Like a regular thing or just once?
1: No, like a regular thing because people are meeting online now, right? And us, we're old fashioned. We want to meet people in person and have conversation and, you know, go to dinner parties. And so,
0: yeah. Yeah, people don't do that. People don't have... My friend Kathleen Bradley, who's uh, an MFM, MFM. Mm -hmm. extraordinarily, extraordinarily Mm -hmm. receptive, Um, she uh, occasionally will have... Parties like that, where she just invites all her friends. Yeah. Single, married, doesn't matter. And she just has, you know, she likes entertaining.
1: It's a wonderful thing to do. You I need know. to have a, a housewarming party.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. That'll be fun. Oh, uh, you can help me plan it.
1: Okay. <laughs> You're always giving me things to do, but I will help you plan that.
0: No, because, you know, Cause I, I, I love you. Yeah, because I'm on the edge of uh, being like, just about for falling off the cliff with too many things to do. <laughs> now, now that once I get settled and everything is settled, um, then I think things that my life is going to be a little bit easier, and that's sort of a a nice thing because self care. Yeah, um, self care yeah, is important mm-hmm. for all of us. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, you know, this is a podcast where I vented some stuff about California silliness because. it it helps me this podcast is like what I used to do with blogs I used to be able to just put stuff on paper and then it would be out of my system Mm. when I come and I do this with you Mm -hmm. then I when we go I get back in my car and wherever I go afterwards I always feel really good oh good I do yeah let's talk
1: about self-care next time next podcast
0: self-care and Florence Nightingale
1: perfect I'll lead
0: okay so again hi everybody Uh, we really appreciate the time you give us
1: yes we do Uh, we hope
0: you enjoy these things we love your comments Especially the good ones. so
1: And questions. And
0: keep sending that stuff. You can mm-hmm. ask Dr. Stu at gmail.com or
1: bliss at hotmail.com.
0: Hotmail.com. So hot. All right. So hot. this is podcast number 147, and we'll see you next time. Bye bye.